Howdy campers, it's Lauren Marie Taylor, and you are listening to the Not the Final Girl podcast. Alrighty, just a little shout out to Mr. Richard Dreyfus for that intro. I recorded that, I believe it was in Las Vegas, when we were chatting about horror movies and he gave me a little sound bite. So many thanks to Mr. Dreyfus for that. Since this is Halloween week, I thought it would be fun to chat with my friend Aaron from Instagram about our top five favorite horror movies. He is known as Aaron's Movies 8587 on Instagram. Aaron and I go back and forth picking our top five horror movies. Mine are pretty much mainstream, as you can expect, but he chose five different horror themes and gives a little synopsis of each of them for those of us who haven't seen them. And as you can expect, of his five, I've only seen one of them. So get your remotes ready for some streaming service surfing. Did I really say that? Let's count down to Halloween. So I've got Aaron on the pod with me today. And Aaron is a huge lover of everything movies, horror, suspense, thriller. Do you like comedy? Do you like romantic comedies, by the way, Aaron? Uh, Does Natural Born Killers count? (laughs) Yeah, it does. Before we get into what the pod is going to be about, which is our five favorite movies, of which we have completely different lists, by the way, everybody, let's talk about who you are. Yes. So we first met on Instagram. Um, My Instagram page is Aaron's Movies 8587. Um, I started it probably two years ago. Mm -hmm. And and, well, first of all, thank you for having me on. This is is awesome. I'm very excited to, uh, to be doing this podcast episode with you. Let's see. So I started Instagram about two years ago, and I've, I've always loved movies. And to find that there are so many other horror movie lovers out there, it was like this community that I hadn't really been a part of before. And I think that's what I, I've loved so much about it. So I've, I've grown up watching horror movies. I've always loved horror movies. I love collecting movies. I love collectibles. And so in addition to my Instagram page, I've also started a horror YouTube channel called A&B Horror Movies um, with my friend in the UK. Oh. I'm Aaron and he's Ben. So we started that about six months ago. You can find us at A&B Horror Movies on uh, YouTube. And on Instagram, we are AB Horror Movies. What do you guys talk about on your YouTube channel? Like, Do you review movies and chit-chat about them? We do, actually. So we've done a number of videos of new arrivals. So he's a, kind of a collector geek like I am. Um, so we'll unbox the new arrivals. Um, we talk about specific movies. We just did a video on Friday the 13th, actually. We posted it two weeks ago. And we had a custom Jason mask maker on um, Camp Blood Customs. Um, you can look him up on Instagram. Um, Camp Blood Customs, Mark was on. And the three of us, we each talked about our favorite Jason kills <laughs> from all of the Friday the 13th movies. It was, a, it was a fun episode to record. Was Mama Voorhees involved with any of them? Or was it just Jason? Just Jason. <laughs> and we skipped part five and we skipped Jason Goes to Hell. Well, mainly for the sake of time, but for part five. I, I don't want to ruin part five, but Jason doesn't actually do anything in part five. When did your love of horror start? Is there like a defining movie for you that really kicked it off? Well, this is probably going to sound lame, um, <laughs> or maybe not. 
the Michael Jackson thriller video. I loved it. <laughs> and it scared the heck out of me. My, my grandmother come in the TV room and watch it when it would come on because I didn't want to watch it alone, but I loved it. Another movie that really terrified me, which isn't a horror movie, is um, the Who's Tommy, the Tina Turner scene. The, what is she? The, uh, the, um, the acid queen? Yes, acid queen. Scared me. And then, of course, I saw Halloween, uh, the Friday the 13th movies. Nightmare on Elm Street, all the 80s, 70s, and 80s movies. I grew up in the 80s, so my friends and I, we would all get together and watch all the uh, horror movies. Yeah, I grew up in the 60s, obviously, and otherwise Friday the 13th Part 2 wouldn't be 40 years old. But anyway, I grew up in the 60s, and (laughs) I am from the Bronx in New York, and one of my first horror movies was Hitchcock's The Birds. And you know how many pigeons there are in New York. That was the most frightening experience of my life because every time I saw a pigeon, I, you know, cover my head and run around like this. (laughs) (laughs) Did you think, oh, that's the one. That one's going to come after me. (laughs) Yes. Every single pigeon was was coming out. Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, we, you know, we had all those great movies in the 70s, which is where we're going to start our favorite movies. Like, the Exorcist. I mean, The Godfather's not a horror movie. And I don't think Jaws is really either. But I never went to the beach again. Oh, I still think about Jaws of the Ocean. Do you really? <laughs> <laughs> Great film. You're a lover of horror and suspense and thrillers. Mm-hmm. Are you a purist into what you define what constitutes a horror film? I, I mean, I like the, the genre as a whole. Um, I, I think... I just saw the movie Smile yesterday, and I found it to be terrifying. Um, I think if a film can invoke that fear Mm -hmm. um, in the audience, then it's a success. So whether it's a slasher or a haunted house or a demonic film, if it's done well and everything comes together nicely and it invokes that sort of fear in the audience, then I would say it's a success and is a movie that I would would enjoy and recommend to others. Do you think The Terminator is a horror movie? Mm, maybe I would say probably not. That's yeah. more sci-fi. Yeah, suspense, yeah. right? Yeah. And what about Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, I, I think that would count as in the horror genre. Yeah, kind of psychological crime, serial killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Okay, so when you think about you know some of the great directors, okay, so let's talk about um, Hitchcock, obviously, uh, Wes Craven, Cronenberg, De Palma, Kubrick, Juan, of course, of The Conjuring. And even going way back to uh, James Whale for Frankenstein, which was one of my very, very, very first old school horror movies. What do you think, as a creative person, what do you feel it takes to either write or direct or both to be able to make a really good horror film that will really get people out of their seats? I think you have to be passionate about the story and believe in the story and make it so that it almost scares you just as much as you want to scare the audience. I mean, you mentioned Kubrick, The Shining. He, he took that story and altered it from the book, but it was sort of his vision, and it ended up being a masterpiece, in, in my opinion. And that movie is still frightening. How many years now? 40-plus years? Yeah. When Dr. Sleep came out a couple years ago, they re-released The Shining in the theater, and I went to see it on the big screen for the first time, which was very cool. And it was like watching it all over again for the first time. <laughs> Full disclosure, everybody. We did um, share our favorites. And then, of course, we talked about uh, films that are on the peripheral in terms of almost making the list, but not quite making our list of top fives. Okay. Okay, Perfect. you go first. I'll go first. So when you asked me uh, to be on and do this, I, I really 
thought hard about what five movies I would pick. So I wanted to do a mix of films. So I've got a newer film. I've got a zombie film. I've got a haunted house film. I've got a holiday horror film. And then a slasher film. So the first film I, I chose, I wanted to go with a movie that I've, I've seen in the last few years that I really liked. And this one is called Caveat. It's on Shudder. Um, I first streamed it at the gym, and I almost fell off the treadmill. <laughs> it is so scary. Um, it's directed by Damien McCarthy. Uh, the lead actor's name is Jonathan French. He essentially has amnesia, and his friend hires him to go to this countryside home to look after, I think, his niece. Um, but then when he gets there, there, there are these really strange stipulations. Like he has to wear a chain because he can't go to certain parts of the house. So he puts a harness on and he's chained and he can only go into certain rooms. I don't want to say anything else. I will, I will add though two things. There's this little creepy bunny rabbit that has like symbols and it claps and it's the scariest little doll I've ever seen. Even more so than Annabelle, arguably. And lastly, last thing I want to say is that I think Shudder is killing it with their horror movies. They're giving horror fans so many new films, so many new options. Yeah. Um, it's my favorite streaming service, so shout out to Shudder if that's okay. Check it out, caveat. I wanted, Like I said, I wanted to go with a newer one. What, what, what did you pick? Okay, well, mine, I realized after I made the list that mine have, well, almost all of them have a religious bent to them. And it's probably from going through 12 plus four years of Catholic college. So 16 years of Catholic school. So the the um, the, the movies that I have have an overriding theme of uh, something malevolent or a devil or 666. <laughs> so that's a dead giveaway. Oh my God, all these horrible puns. So I love the movie The Omen, the original Omen movie. It's... Yes. You know, just the whole thing about the baby being born to someone other than the mom and just the terror of a little five-year-old. It made me afraid to have children because I thought, what if all of a sudden they turn five and they, you know, a, a Rottweiler shows up in my house. So, yeah, that that movie was responsible for a lot of fears, um, fear of little children and fear of Rottweilers and fear of nannies. Yeah, my husband's here with me, by the way. Hi, how are you? Oh, awesome. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm very good. Uh, fans out there, you might know him as Bostwick in Girls' Night Out. So we actually met on the set of a movie. So I invited him to hang out with us today, just in case he had something interesting to say about one of our movies. So, okay, so that's mine. It's The Omen. Well, I just wanted to say I love the, um, the scene toward the end in the cemetery where they dig up the grave. And they realize what's in the, the grave. Yeah. I'm sure everyone has seen it, but I don't want to give it away. Yeah. That and when the, the mother is watering the plant and Damien's on the tricycle. Yep. Yes. I can see why you would think twice about having children after watching that. <laughs> <laughs> or getting them a tricycle or a Hot Wheels. <laughs> yes, yes. Exactly. All right. So back to me. I chose a zombie film. I picked Dead Alive uh -huh. by Peter Jackson. A total gore fest. Uh, but funny too. It's, I'd say it's a horror comedy. One of my favorite lines in it is when the girlfriend walks in on the mother and she says, your mother ate my dog. <laughs> Could never have a line like that in, in any other film and have it work so well. And the whole thing with the, what is it? The Sumatran rat monkey. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the beginning of it. The mother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, that's a masterpiece. And then there's this whole like Kung Fu fight scene with the priest. I think he said something like, I kick ass for the Lord. 
because he, he like fights the zombies in the cemetery. Anyway, if you haven't seen it, it's definitely one to see. I think it's also called Brain Dead. At least in, in, in Europe, I think it might be called. Yeah, Brain that's Dead. the original yeah. title, they say. Brain Dead? The original title? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. I think it's cool that it was directed by Peter Jackson. Check it out for that alone. What's your next pick? My next pick <laughs> is Mean Girls Gone Wild, also known as Carrie. Of course. Of course, yeah. by the great Brian De Palma. I love Stephen King, of course. Everything Stephen King. Again, that sweet music, and then all hell breaks loose. You got the crazy religious mother. I can see your dirty pillows. <laughs> When she's wearing the prom dress, I love, love that, you know, for as a young girl and getting your period. Okay, I just said that word on air. Ew. The scene in the shower was terrifying to me when I went to high school because this came out. Um, Oh, my God. I didn't want to go to gym because I didn't want to have to take a shower because I was afraid that all the mean girls who didn't like me would start throwing tampons and pads at me in the shower. Traumatic. Yeah, it was very, it was very traumatic. (laughs) What do you think of Carrie? Well, I, I, I would just add as an aside, it was the funniest uh, Broadway flop of all time, Carrie. Yeah. Uh, the the shower scene, you know, the shower scene has dancing towels, and it, it was so terrible that people were laughing, and, and it wasn't supposed to be laughed at. It was hilarious. No, they did a Broadway Didn't Was it open for what, one day? I, I, I think it was just open for one day, yeah. The reviews came wow. out and it closed. Wow. So I chose a haunted house movie, which is called Session Nine. Um, and this was filmed. It's a Brad Anderson movie. He did uh, Next Stop Wonderland, um, The Machinist. And this was his take on a horror film. Mm-hmm. It was filmed at the Danvers, Massachusetts, Massachusetts Old Mental Hospital. At the time, mm-hmm. it was abandoned and shut down. Um, and they barely changed anything inside from what I read. And just went in and filmed. So it's about this asbestos crew that goes into the old mental hospital to remove the asbestos. And it's basically sort of haunted, right? There's a demon that, that is residing on the premises. And one of the guys finds these tapes that were sessions uh, with a patient. And so he's listening to them and he gets all the way up to, oh my God, and session nine. I, I know this is a podcast, but I have the poster hanging right behind Yeah. Me. Very scary. Uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Saw it in the theater and didn't really know much about it. And I found it to be very, very terrifying and gets under your skin and will stay with you for a while. And how long ago did it come out? 2001. Oh. 2000. I was just going to say it. 2001. David Caruso is in it. Oh. You probably yeah. recognize him. Josh Lucas. Mm-hmm. Paul Guilfoyle. Yes. Well, since we're on the uh, the subject of haunted yes. places, I'll go mm-hmm. into James Wan's The Conjuring. I like the whole idea of based on true events, because yes. that makes me get even more creeped out than I would normally get creeped out watch- watching a haunted house type of movie. Yeah. Anything that involves a house in the middle of nowhere, a bunch of terrified kids, a husband who goes off trucking while, you know, the dog dies the day they move in, which f- for me, that would be a, a deal breaker. I'd move right back out. Of course. If my yes. dog died for unexplained reasons oh within God. 24 hours. Um, <laughs> but I always like those t- types of movies where something is going on. I like the, th- the thrill that James Wan gives us, you know, with a clapping all of a sudden or when the little girls. I mention the clapping. Yeah, yeah, that's creepy. Any kind of house where every framed picture in your stairwell goes flying at a certain time of night 
or there's a basement or a room that nobody knows about, you get out of that house. I'm sorry. <laughs> yep, of course. And I think you've touched upon something that I, I often um, refer to in horror movies that are really scary. I think it's it's what you don't see that is most scary, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's a perfect example because you can't. It's right behind you, but you don't see anything. Um, when The Conjuring came out, like you mentioned, we have so many different Conjuring movies now. There weren't really a lot of movies like that at the time when it came out. And it was so popular. I remember going with a few friends to see it in the movie theater, and it was sold out. And experiencing the film with a sold-out movie in a sold-out movie theater was just amazing because everyone was jumping and sort of like screaming at, at the same time, you know. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, the trailer didn't give everything away either. It did not, right. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Wilson was in Phantom of the Opera. In Phantom of the Opera, there's a monkey that has the symbols. Yes. Oh, you're absolutely right. And it's one of the things that's in their their room of horrors. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So then you definitely have to watch Caveat and see the the rabbit with the clapping symbols. Yeah. So if there's a ghost nearby, the rabbit and Caveat starts banging his symbols together. I don't want a rabbit (laughs) symbols in our house. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Your turn. Great choice. Okay. (laughs) Back to me. Um, So like I said, I I wanted to do a holiday horror. So I'm going with Black Christmas. (laughs) That was so funny. From 1974. Yeah. I watch it every December multiple times. I've had... (laughs) Black Christmas parties where people come over and we watch the movie. Bob Clark. I mean, who knew he would do Black Christmas and then go on to do A Christmas Story? Did he really? Wow. Yeah. Two very different Christmas movies. The prank phone calls in that mm-hmm. are like nothing I've ever heard in a, in a movie. And in fact, I read that afterward when they filmed it with all the girls in the sorority house around the phone, mm-hmm. listening to the guys like Marco Kidder, um, Olivia Hussey. That they they recorded it afterward, so it's almost disconnected. If you watch the beginning of it when they're listening to it, and it, that their reaction almost makes it more horrifying, I guess, because they don't hear what they added in after. I don't think I'm being very clear here, but they added in what you hear in the movie afterward. They after they filmed it, uh-huh. so they were just acting, and then that, that, that that's one of my favorite mo- moments in the movie. You've yeah. seen it, right? It's a fun movie. I watched it. Uh, when did I watch it? The other night I watched it and it was, uh, I was laughing. I have to admit, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was cracking yes. me up. <laughs> That's a bit are, are funny. It's a little dated. I like it when, uh, what is it? Margot Kidder is drunk <laughs> and she's giving the little boy wine at the Christmas party. <laughs> she was good. Margot Kidder was really good in her time, you know, at the height yes. of her, her career. Yes. Um, okay, let's see. So that was my fourth. Was it your fourth? I'm going to go with one of our favorites that we that we actually agree on. It's called a little movie called The Shining by Stanley Kubrick. Yes, I think I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah, the music, <laughs> the opening music is incredible. The long drive, Shelley Duvall. Duvall. She doesn't have to do anything. She just looks right. terrified every moment. And Jack Nicholson is. Jack, of course. What I didn't know was that they actually had somebody on the set who was a friend of Kubrick, or maybe not a friend, maybe it was one of his work buddies, but he was basically there to help take care of the little boy who played Danny, because apparently he had no idea he was in a horror movie. Oh, they kept it from him? Yeah, they kept it from him. They kept it a secret from him. Oh my gosh. I think maybe he thought it was a drama of some sort. One of my favorite things, we were talking about some of our favorite lines. Uh, what's your favorite one? Then? Well, I, there's so many of them. See, I, I don't see it as a horror film. Uh, when it came out, I went to see it five times, <laughs> five, five days in a row. And so by the third day, I was just laughing. 
through the whole thing. <laughs> I, I see it as a hot comedy. Jack Nicholson's performance is so over the top. It's over just, the top, yes. <laughs> what, what do you want to do? What do we think we ought to do about Danny? And uh, he, all the lines that he has with Lo- uh, Lloyd, the bartender. Lloyd. Hair the dog the bitch, Lloyd. <laughs> no, I like when um, I like when he's sitting there trying to uh, write, and she comes in. You you know you want a sandwich? And she's just completely oblivious to the fact that he's losing his mind. So and, he, yes. and he goes, I'm, when you, when you come in here and you hear me typing, type, 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 right? Or whether you don't hear me typing or whatever the F you hear me doing when I'm in here and he's, I'm working. And it's just the way he just keeps building and building. And she goes, oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. The look on her face though, in that moment, brilliant. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Um, the twins. You got to mention the twins. The oh, great twins. The um, twins. Come and play with us, Danny. That's scary, I think. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's a comedy. it comes from that, that, that famous photograph by Diane Arbus. Have you ever seen it? Diane Arbus was a famous photographer in New York. It's a black and white ph- photograph of these twins. And uh, it looks exa- Just look it up Diane Arbus twins, and you'll okay, see where Kubrick got, got the look for those girls. Yeah. We watch it every New Year's Eve, and we even let our kids watch it, I think, as early as three years old. Awesome. <laughs> Along with It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life first. Sounds like a perfect double feature to me. It is. Uh, all right. So I had to go with my favorite slasher, and that's the first Halloween, mm-hmm. 1978. Uh, it's almost grown on me even more as I get older. I appreciate it and like it even more. Um, we were at our friend's house last night, and they had this. We're supposed to do an outdoor movie and watch it, but it rained. Um, and they had like a, a projector uh, and we watched it in 4K. And there are things I noticed that I that I missed that I haven't seen before. So, for example, you know, when they're walking home, that whole scene when the, in the beginning, the three girls. Are yes. Walking home, yeah. When Jamie Lee Curtis's character gets to her house, all of a sudden the sidewalk's wet and there's puddles in the street because it was in 4K. So you could see everything. And we're like, wait a minute, when did it rain? Because it's all continuous, right? Uh, yeah. So that was just one sort of funny thing we, we noticed last night. Uh, you know, I saw it as a kid. I revisited it in my 20s in college, loved it even more. Um, I have, I think, eight different editions of it. So I don't know. It's not maybe the most original choice, but it is my favorite movie. So I had to put that in as my number one choice. Do you have any of your DVDs signed by anybody? I have an autograph from Nick Castle. Mm-hmm. I met him actually last month at a, a horror convention. Oh. Um, and I have one of my, my Blu-rays is signed by, oh my gosh, it'll come to me. Why don't you go with your first choice? And then oh, actually, I put these in no, uh, no particular order. So you oh, don't okay. know that this one, you have no right. idea what my first choice is. <laughs> um, but the next one, of course, big Catholic movie, The Exorcist. Yes. Okay. Again, my brother was allowed to go see it. I was not allowed to go see it. He came home after seeing it with, I don't know whether he went with our Aunt Phyllis because she loves horror movies or what, but he came back and he told me every single thing that happened in the movie. Again, I'm really into the music of these horror movies. I really think uh, those scores set the tone for what's happening, but also foreshadowing. Yes. And a uh, favorite line, of course, and I'm not going to say the real line, but I'm going to say what we always say it is, your mother knits socks that smell. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I didn't know this, but um, 
Linda Blair, she was nominated, right, for an Academy Award for that. But it was someone else's voice who did all those possession voices. It wasn't little oh, Linda Mercedes Blair. McCambridge. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't little Linda Blair really? going ah, 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 like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all comes together so well. Do you like serial killer horror movies more than Haunted House or you just love them all? I, I pretty much love them all. Um I like a good haunted movie, you know, but also the slasher or serial killer films too. I mean, like I said, if it's done well and it falls within the horror genre, then then I'm a fan. What do you think is my favorite movie of all these that I mentioned? I'll give it to you. Okay, so we talked about The Exorcist, Carrie, The Shining, The Omen, and The Conjuring. (laughs) I'm going to say The Shining. Is that it? And why did you say that? Well, you said you watch it every New Year's Eve. Um, and just you were so excited about it. My husband's sitting here laughing at us. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, our kids know it so well that they can actually quote randomly from it. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I'm the same way with the Halloween movie. We watched it last night. I told my wife, I was like, I'll try not to quote the whole movie as we're watching it so i had to try to keep my mouth shut so i can i relate i can relate (laughs) makes total sense to me yeah if there's one horror movie universe or one horror movie that you think someone should see on the big screen what do you think that would be Mm, that's a good question well, I guess I'd go back to The Shining because I just saw it a couple of years ago on the big screen. Um, when COVID started, we rented out a few movie theaters because they were offering that. Oh. You could rent the movie theater and watch some old movies. Oh. I saw Gremlins on the big screen, mm-hmm. which I think I did see that as a kid. I don't know if that's a horror movie, maybe not. Um, and I saw the first Alien on the big screen. Oh, that's that's an experience. Very cool. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. I wish they would re-release older movies. I think, folks, they, they did Jaws not too long ago, a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I was going to go to see it, but I didn't make it. Um, but that would be cool on the big screen, too. I think any of the movies you chose mm-hmm. would be awesome on the big screen. Well, The Conjuring was in the movies. Black Christmas would be fun. That would be hysterical. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know. What would you choose? What would you want to see <laughs> that you perhaps didn't get to see in the movie theater? Um, um, well, I haven't seen anything in the movie theater. I think the last thing we saw in a movie theater was Quiet Place 2. Yeah. That's good. That's the last thing we saw in a movie theater. The whole day one sequence in that. Yeah. Very intense. Yeah. If you could play someone in a horror movie, like one of our big killers of, of modern horror, which one would you be? Gosh, I've never thought about that. <laughs> I'm going to flip it back on you, too, so give me a second. Oh, no. Just without giving it too much thought, I would probably say Freddy Krueger because he has more personality than, I mean, Jason doesn't really say much. Freddy Krueger is funny, um, has some great lines, and sort of has fun with what he does. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> he seems to. <laughs> he seems to enjoy his job. So I'm guessing you're not <laughs> a cosplayer. Oh, what? Would... I am not. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would actually be Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2 because I would want to be that jacked and that tough. That's an awesome choice. What um, new movies coming out are you excited to see? Um, I'm actually not big on going to movies right now because I'm okay. I've become such a homebody after COVID. So yeah, I've been binging on things. So I'm really excited to see the next installment of the Netflix series, You. Oh, yes. Great show. Yeah. It creeps me out. 
I love that. I love, um, we, we've been watching Dahmer. Je- the, Same here. Oh, yes. Not wow. an easy watch, but very well done. Okay. What are you excited to come out? Well, I already got tickets to see Halloween ends. Um, <laughs> Terrifier 2 right. looks promising. I was excited to see Smile, and I just saw that. So that was, right. There's so many horror movies coming out right mm-hmm. now. I feel like we are in the middle of, like, you know, people always say that the 80s was like the slasher horror movie explosion. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're in a similar time right now. In fact, in five, ten years, we might look back and say there were so many horror movies and we yeah. weren't even really aware of how many were coming out. Yeah, people like to get scared. Thank you so much. Thanks for being on, Aaron. It's really, really nice to speak to someone who is an expert in horror movies and for giving us some obscure ones that I, well, except for Halloween, but I had never really heard about the ones that you chose. So it was an education for me. Oh, I I really enjoyed the the, uh, arc of your conversation. I thought it went, I I really enjoyed it. Oh, awesome. I'm, I'm happy to be here. This was a lot of fun. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks again to Aaron and, of course, my husband, John, for sharing Halloween Movie Week with me on the Not the Final Girl podcast. You can find Aaron on Instagram at Aaron's Movies 8587 and also with his British YouTube channel, Horror Partner, Ben, you can find them on Instagram as well, and it's under AB Horror Movies. Don't forget to check out their YouTube channel. It's um, A&B Horror Movies. Everything will be linked in the show notes as usual. A big thank you to my supporters, my Patreons, Julie, Tom, and Anne for supporting the show. And thanks to you guys for listening. Oh, and I forgot to tell you that my website is finally up and running. It's laurenmarietaylor.com. If you go to notthefinalgirl.com, it will automatically switch you over to the new website. So thanks in advance for checking it out. Happy Halloween week, everybody. Next week, I've got a super surprise for you for Halloween weekend. She was the star of The Hills Have Eyes, the original The Hills Have Eyes, by the way. Stay tuned. Don't forget to keep your doors locked and stay out of the woods. Thanks for listening. 